right, yo, what's up? Welcome in. Sportstopia, Fantasy Fire and Ice, National Basketball Association edition. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Dr. A, Steve Alexander, Jonas Nader, my man down there, not too far from where I am in the great state of North Carolina. Doc, Jonas, gentlemen, what's going on? How you doing down there? Joe, it looks like like a light is shining in on you. You know what I'm saying? Dude, it's it's that time of the year where the sun just blares on me right, right from the start. So, yeah, it's going to be a rough morning. We'll see. I'll try and power through. Yes, yeah, a very in, in, inspirational look <laughs> this morning for Jonas. Doc, what's going on? Uh, nothing. There was a baseball game last night. Now I can focus on uh, the NBA. And uh, I'm ready for the start of the season. Ready to get going. Shout out to the Atlanta Braves. They played with four more games than the Mets. So there you go. Um, <laughs> the season comes to an end. A hundred win season comes to an end. But we're here to discuss the National Basketball Association. And today we're going to be talking about the teams and the NBA's Southwest Division. This is a division that houses, you may say, the most talented player in the NBA. The best fantasy asset in the NBA. And Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic. You got the Memphis Grizzlies, New Orleans Pelicans, Mavericks. Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs. A lot of different storylines going in. Joe, let's start with the Spurs. who have a win total of 28 and a half coming into the season. Popovich been the man there for a number of decades now. But now a new challenge. Victor Webman-Yana steps into the fold. Number one overall draft pick. They say this is a dude that can change the way that the game is played. I'm like, he looked like Bobo. <laughs> but Jonas, what say you? San Antonio Spurs, get us, let's get it started. Man, did you really say 28.5 wins? Is there over under? That seems kind of low for a Popovich team. That seems extremely low when you consider Wimby looked like, I mean, a freaking alien in the preseason, right? Just looked unstoppable. You got Devin Vassell, who's healthy this year. Uh, Kelton Johnson might come off the bench, but he can put up numbers. I mean, this team is pretty good, man. 28.5 wins. That just seems really, really harsh. So um, I'm not a betting guy, but I would smash that over, honestly. Really? Um, okay. In terms of fantasy, I don't know about you guys, but I have Wimby now firmly in my second round. Like, I would take him at the end of the second round all day now. Um, I guess we'll start there. Joe, Doc, what do you think? Break, break it down, Joe. What, yeah. what, what, what are you seeing? What, what makes you so optimistic that he can come right in here be a second round guy. You think the talent and skill set is there. Obviously you also think the minutes will be available. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a guy that's come out against load management. He says, I don't care. I don't want the Spurs to treat me with kid gloves. I just want to play every game I can. That right there sends him up my board. And I think like the last rookie to post like first round numbers was Carl Anthony Towns. I think that was like way back in 2015. I might be wrong, but I think he was the last rookie to do that. And Wemby's stat set is already better than Katz was as a rookie. Um, he can block way more shots. You saw that one steal he had where the guy was literally 10 feet ahead of him and he swiped his arm and grabs it. Like, that's just unbelievable. So in terms of stat set, I think he already has a first-round stat set. It's just, can he do it for a full season now? That's what that's the question. What do you think, Doc? Yeah, can he do it for a full season? Will Pop let him do it for a whole season? Uh, if this team is really only going to win 28 to 30 games, uh, when do they shut him down? So I'm that... You know, Kawhi Leonard's the the poster child of of load management. Uh, Greg Popovich, <laughs> Doc, he, Doc, he don't like that when you say he's the poster child of load management. That he's a, that offends him. And 
Greg Popovich is the godfather of load management. Oh, yes, it is. And so that that's a little concerning. But I'm with I'm I mean, Camlin, I had this debate on our podcast here today. Um, I he he he's scared that Wembenyama is going to play fewer games than like Chet Holmgren. I'm like, I'm taking Victor in round two and I'll take Chet in round three or if he's there in round four. I'll take both those guys and take my chances. Yes, they're both skinny as bean poles. Yes, they may may both get injured. Uh, yeah, Chet didn't even play last year. Women Yama, all the playing time concerns. I don't really care. Um, it will be a bummer if they're not around for the fantasy playoffs. I think I think um, Chet actually has a better chance because I don't see the Thunder cashing anything in this year. They're going all in trying to yeah. win right now, whereas Spurs, if they if they're you know twenty games back, come February, I don't I just don't know how much Wimby's going to play. But I I love his game, man. And we haven't even talked about Zach Collins and Trey Jones. I mean, Devin Vassell was hurt last year. He missed a couple months with a knee injury. Vassell's going to be a stud. Trey Jones can play. Uh, you throw Wimby and and Zach Collins might be he's one of the most underrated centers in the league. Before before I get the Joe on some of those secondary pieces, Doc. You, so n- neither of y'all seem worried about this. This body type normally doesn't do well. Have we ever seen this body type? Okay. Have Seven. you seen his like workout regimen though? The dude is like a rubber band. You know what I mean? Like he's stretching every day. He's taking care of his body. Like he has like that world class trainer already. I feel like he's just ready for it. You know what I mean? All right, so Corey, cool. I feel like I feel like uh, there was I've seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot. I've seen these big, tall, athletic dudes that can do all of this stuff, and then I see them sit the bench. I see I, them I, on the trainer table. You know what I'm saying? That, that's all. I'm. That's why I'm being uh, like, cautiously I'll, I'll pessimistic. You, you remember, like Greg Oden, the dude was stiff as a board, <laughs> right? Could not move. Like Wimby is the complete opposite. Like I said, I, I like to call him a rubber band because that's what he looks like. You know what I mean? Right. What you about to say, Doc? Well, I feel like there's there's a lot of people where Wimby has been hyped up, right, for, for over a year, like yeah. hardcore over a year and really for two years, that, that people have been talking about him. And when he gets here, he's going to take over the league, yada, yada, yada. And then, um, you know, those games on ESPN against Scooter, Scoot, everybody got fired Scoot. up. And then uh, the preseason got here, and that first game was kind of – Kind of dicey, and it seemed like a lot of people jumped off the bandwagon right there. And I feel like you might be one of those guys. Like I don't know about this women Yama guy, but no, I, I just don't. Was, see, uh, yeah. I don't see how he misses. Okay, it wasn't really. I haven't even watched no preseason games. Just like I said, just this body type has been problematic as it tries to make that transition. But listen, I, listen, I'm I'm here with y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, you know. They are skinny, man. Chet and Wimby are bean poles. So yeah. you're right. I mean, I think that's everybody's number one concern is can they make it through a whole season? Yeah, that that that's that 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 was my thing right there. Um, what about my what's up, my man uh, Keldon Johnson? Man, this is a guy I was high on a couple of years ago. I haven't really like there was a time when I felt like him and DeJounte Murray was like equal. Murray has ascended. I don't want to say Johnson has regressed, but where are we at with Kelvin Johnson right now? You can go ahead and take that one first, Joe. 
I would call him like an empty stats kind of guy. And what I mean by that is he can put up points, rebounds, and assists, but at what cost, right? Um, free throw percentage, shaky. Field percentage, it varies a lot game to game. Steals, blocks. That's what we're looking at, and they're just not there, right? So that's why I call him like an empty stat guy. Um, it sounds like they're toying with the idea of bringing him off the bench this year. They got a lot of players, Jeremy, you know, Devin Vassell, uh, a lot of good pieces there, and I think Keldon might be the odd man out. So that's kind of kind of why I'm fading him this year. All right, Doc, your thoughts on Keldon? Is anybody else be missing on this Spurs roster? Well, if you're in a points league, I think Keldon Johnson's okay. If you're in a league that the rewards eight categories or nine categories, he just doesn't do it. He's he's one of those uh, kind of like R.J. Barrett. You know, he'll he'll show up on Sports Center, he'll score twenty four, but he'll have no blocks, no steals two rebounds and two assists. Like there's just nothing there except points. And I'm just, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. Uh, Jeremy Sohan is, is interesting to me. Malachi Branham is interesting. Uh, of course, my man, Chetty Osman is there now. Uh, yeah. I always, I always have love for Chetty or intrigue for Chetty, whatever. I wouldn't say I love him, but uh, I think the Spurs have nice pieces. I think, uh, I think it's kind of up to pop as to how this thing goes. If he if he wants to try to win right now, I think he's I think he could win a lot more than 28 games with that group if he really wanted to. All right, let's climb up the division. We go to the projected win total of 31 and a half, and it belongs to the Houston Rockets right here in the Southwest Division. Obviously, the Houston Rockets coming into a new era as they bring in my man from Boston, Ime Aduka, to be their new head coach. Um, there's some issues on the roster. You got some decent pieces. They added Dylan Brooks this year, which is interesting. They added my man Fred Van Fleet, who's kind of a do-it-all player. Singuin, people love. Jabari Smith Jr., people are getting into. Jalen Green is a guy. Dylan Brooks, people hate. As somebody who root for the Memphis Grizzlies, I can go either way with Dylan Brooks. Joe, pop the seal on us. 31 and a half win total Houston Rockets with my man Ime coming in to be the head coach. Where do we start here? I think that win total is more fair, uh, especially compared to San Antonio. I mean, the Rockets, I mean, they're going to play hard under, under the new head coach. Like, there's no question about that. The last coach, you know, yeah. <laughs> he had his issues. The last coach got a, got a raw deal. He was not expecting from them to pull the team from under him as soon as he got the job. Yeah, and they didn't have any veteran pieces, too, that they could rely on. Now they got, like, Jeff Green for the locker room and all that yeah. good stuff. Fred Van Vliet's going to be great for them. Um, they're taking the ball out of Jalen Green's hands. That'll help him a ton, too, because last year he really, really struggled. They try to make him a, a primary playmaker, and he's just not ready for that yet. Um, Shane Goon's going to be amazing this year. Um, not much competition at center. I'm all in on him. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr., really disappointing as a rookie. But man, ever since the summer league, he looks like summer a league. He's player. balling in the summer league. Yeah, so a lot of exciting pieces there. Of course, you got the Thompson twin. It looks really good. Um, Going to have some efficiency concerns, obviously, but like steals, blocks, assists, a lot of upside there. Van Vliet's the first rocket to go off the board, right? I would think so. I, I see him falling to around the end of round three, which is a fair price, I think. Like the big concern with him is he's going to take twenty shots and make like five of them some nights. And that can be difficult to, to, to build around. But the assists are going to be high. Steals, threes, high. So there's still a lot to like there. What do you think, Doc? Uh, Jabari Smith is very interesting. Nine of 13 with four triples. 
nine boards, 22 points in his last preseason game. Uh, he was good in his other preseason game as well. Um, so he looks – I feel like he and Keegan Murray are both going to take big steps this year uh, because both of them were a little disappointing as rookies, but I think they're talented, more talented than what we saw last year. So I'm, I'm looking for big things for both of those guys. And then Van Vliet should be the first guy off the board from this team. I could see Shen Goon maybe going okay. around the same time by some people who are – very excited about Shengun in year three, like me. Uh, I'm not saying I'm taking Shengun in front of in front of Van Vliet, but I don't think it's that that far apart. And then Jalen Green, like Jonas said, I kind of like the idea of getting the ball out of his hands a little bit um, and just letting him worry about playing offense and scoring. Uh, I love both Thompson twins. Uh, I love the fact that there is a band called the Thompson Twins from the 80s. And we talk about the Thompson <laughs> twins every day now. I love the fact that Dylan Brooks has already uh, punched like Daniel in the nuts. <laughs> punched Daniel Tyson in the nuts in his first preseason game. Gets thrown out immediately. Like, come on, man. I, I cannot. I can't. And don't forget Boban is there. Like, how fun is that? You know, the, the, the Dylan Brooks thing is interesting. It's like, I, 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 you know, I like the fact that he has embraced the role of being the new NBA villain. You know, that's a role that you don't go into half-heartedly. When you take that, that when you take that role, you got a nut punch. Game one, to let everybody know I'm the same Dylan the villain as Memphis, the same guy in Houston. <laughs> and I don't even know if I want. I, I used to think, man, I'd really. It, it's probably fun to have Dylan Brooks on your team because it's really it's fun to playoffs. hate him if he's not on your team. I don't even think it's fun to have him on your team at this point because he's he's going to take 22 shots a game and make four of them, and he's just going to create chaos. And it, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, they, 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 it was a, the, the back end of that run was not good, especially when he was poking bears. I remember, Jonas, uh, during the NBA Top Shot craze, uh, going after Jay Sean Tate. Um, the top shot was short-lived, and it seems like Mr. Tate has been short-lived as well. Yeah, he certainly seems like the odd man out this year. Like, there's just so many pieces. We haven't even said Terry Eason yet, another deep, deep sleeper. Like, there's really? just so many players on this team with upside, and I think Tate's the furthest down the list, right? Kind of like a, <laughs> a boring veteran, kind of like a glue guy that really no one wants, so... Um, I definitely think he's going to be maybe flipped later in the season. Just get him out of there, like clear the way for some young pieces for sure. Doc, I'm a league pass guy. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I, um, I can't even tell you who the Houston Rockets broadcasters are. That's how little Rockets basketball I've watched over the past couple of years. Will I be watching, watching more Houston Rockets this year? I don't know, man. I, I think it, if I get the league pass this year, which I, I'm – I'm hesitant, but I, I I probably will. I think I'm going to spend a lot of time watching the Thunder. I think I'm going to spend a lot of time watching the Spurs. Uh, I don't know how much time I'm going to spend watching Houston. Now, they're a good up and coming team, though. Like they're they're good. Like Shengun is going to be amazing. Jabari Smith is showing tons of promise. Jalen Green looks great. Amen Thompson looks awesome. Tari Eason is a player. Uh, he's kind of buried on that roster right now, but he'll, he he's, he can play. 
So there's there's a lot of things to like there. Uh, I just I'm hoping that we don't see a lot of Jeff Green and Reggie Bullock and guys like that. Like I just want we got enough old guys in Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. I just want the kids to play. All right, hey Jonas, you want to give us the final word on the Houston Rockets before we move on? No, I mean I'm a little more excited to watch them just because I mean they ha- they finally have a backcourt to work with. You know what I mean? Kevin Porter Jr. is gone. Um, yeah, well, KJ not gone yet, but he probably will be right. Um, and then the key there is Jabari Smith. Like I said, if he takes off, then that's going to be must-watch TV. Yeah, I think Jabari Smith is somebody I'm looking forward to seeing this season as well. Definitely like uh, what we've seen so far this year. Um, you know, as far as the summer league and stuff like that goes. The next team in the uh, conference, we move up the win total ladder. We get to 43 and a half. Uh, start start with Doc, with the with with the with the uh, with the Dallas Mavericks, and obviously we know that Luka Doncic is one of the top assets in fantasy. One of the top players in the NBA is a guy with MVP talent. Um, and then it's like Grant Williams came over this year. Derek Lively, this Maxi Kleber, Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, guys like that. It's kind of been around forever. Kyrie Irving is always the the most intriguing thing because of. His skills is amazing, but I just worry that he is going to do something stupid. And I could see even see him doing something stupid before the season starts. Um, I just hope he just can keep to himself and play basketball. But, Doc, I feel like that is something that's difficult for him to do. I'm a huge supporter of the player that's on the court. But I just worry that he can't keep himself out of harm's way. Well, I don't think he's done anything stupid yet, but he's already got a groin injury, and he's listed as out indefinitely. He's probably not going to play in the preseason. He's going to be questionable for opening night. Uh, The last time we saw Luca, he was limited to five minutes against Real Madrid because he's got a calf thing. Uh, They're being super careful with him. Luca's always got – always banged up, you know. and those are their two players. And then the rest of these guys are all role players, sideshow bobs, whatever you want to call them. I don't even know. I don't know how the Mavs are going to get to 43 wins when they're rolling with Dwight Powell, Derek Lively, Rashawn Holmes at center, uh, Olivier Maxson's Prosper, who's a rookie, Maxi Kleba. Grant Williams, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway. The only one of the guys I like out of that that secondary group of Mavericks really is Jaden Hardy. I like Jaden Hardy. Uh, I'm intrigued by Josh Green. I think Josh Green can take it to another level. But I, I just don't know. I don't understand why people think Dallas is going to be good. Like they've because never because they got Luca. That's why they've never recovered from losing Jalen Brunson and Luca's going to. They shut Luca down last year, tanking for that top ten protected pick, and they got another one of those this year. I just, I love Luca. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Luca guy, as everybody knows. This is, this is one of Luca's shoes. Oh. I am not feeling it. I'm not feeling the love this year. In fact, if I get a top five pick, I'm taking SGA, or I'm taking Ty Halliburton before I take Luca. So we are fading Luca, Joe. Is that what we're doing this year? Fading him all the way down to five, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Uh, we got to get Jonas audio. Jonas, you're muted. Correct. There we go. Right. I have Luca ranked five or six. I mean, it's it's pretty interchangeable right now. 
Um, like I said, is Luca going to play 60, 65 games? Like you can't even say with certainty that's going to happen, right? His body seems to be, I mean, he looked in shape right up until the end of the World Cup. Then he gets hurt again, right? Now he's breathing heavy again in the preseason. And it's just like the dude can't catch a break. Um, his roster is just bad. I'm just going to say it. It's, it's bad, right? Kyrie Irving is, uh, I mean, he's, they said his, his soreness is growing. He should be trending up, and he's not. He's trending the wrong way. And opening night's, what, two weeks away? Like, yeah. where, are you, where are you taking Kyrie now, beginning of the third? I've seen him on a 2-3 turn. That's where he's at. Gotcha. But anyway. <laughs> and can I, can I sell anybody a 2-3 turn Kyrie Irving? Going <laughs> once. Well, I've, I've got him, I think I've got him ranked at, like, 22 in my rankings. So that's but, you know, Cam and I were having this discussion the other day too. I'm like, yeah, I got him ranked at 22, but I'm not taking him. I'm not taking him at 22. Are you crazy? Uh, and that's the kind of thing. I wish we could do like, like openly honest rankings. But I put Kyrie at like 159. I'd have Anthony Davis at like 74. You know, put these guys where, like where I really would would maybe take them, but you, it's hard. It's hard to do it that way. You got to kind of put them where they, where they belong. But I mean, I'm not messing with Kyrie. I mean, he's got a groin injury and he's out indefinitely. And we're it's this early and we don't even know if the guy really loves playing basketball anymore. No, no. I think he loves playing basketball. I don't think he likes everything that comes along with playing basketball, but the problem is he's benefiting off of what comes along with playing basketball. So, he doesn't want the cameras in his face when he's coming down the tunnel. But if he was promoting a movie, he wouldn't mind those cameras in his face. Like, I, 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 I you know, I've had some, you know, I've, I've studied the player's career. You know what I'm saying? Um, people have been around him on a couple of occasions. He's a very nice man. You know what I'm saying? And obviously his story with losing his mother at an early age and growing up overseas is it, so... He's a very intriguing athlete, but it's just some of the things that Doc mentioned that that that, that that's problemsome, problems, but it's worrisome for me. It's particularly when it comes to fantasy. Like you can see a week into December, him saying, I need about two weeks off. It's a family thing. And don't ask me about it. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's things like that that I'd be like, man, what's up with this guy? Yeah. Do you but remember then, it, Corey? Corey, do you remember it? He missed like three days for his or Three his games for his birthday. birthday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff yeah. like that is like, okay, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then if you question him, he is like offended by it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So I think it's been some 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 good and bad moments, but um, definitely an intriguing play. Are we missing anybody on the Dallas Mavericks show, or is it or is it just like or, or to or to quote Jokic from the Phoenix series? It's only two of them. Uh, yeah, I, I will say I like that Doc mentioned Jaden Hardy. Like, I feel like if the Mavericks struggle enough, like Jason Kidd will have no choice but to put Hardy in the rotation, and he's very, very good. All right, so Jaden Hardy. Uh, and to close the book on this, how long is Luca going to put up with this? I mean, this roster is just garbage, uh, and <laughs> it, it really, I mean, it's just, it just, it's not very good, and he can't do it all by himself all the time year after year and it, it reminds me of mike trout just wasting away you know with the angels yeah we've been saying this for five years now and it, i i just don't i don't know i i think this this might be the year that lucas snaps and is like okay get me out of here
Yeah, I'm one out. I'm, I'm I'm out this joint. I don't know though. I don't know if he does that though. But it's it's it, it, I can see where you where you're coming from. All right, Doc, open up it up for us on the new on the New Orleans Pelicans. Forty four and a half is the win total. Uh, clearly there's some there's some things on this team that's very interesting. Uh, you have a leader in C.J. McCollum and a true vet that I've always been a big fan of, and my man J.V. Jonas Valanciunas. Herb Jones is a good developing up and coming player. Grand Theft Alvarado is a guy we love. I'm even in on Trey Murphy and guys like that. But then there's a little trouble spot. It's Brandon Ingram, and it's the super-duper talented Zion Williamson, who I saw this thing yesterday saying, can Zion Williamson win the league's MVP? And I'm like, yeah, he can. He's that kind of talent, Doc. But there's a lot that goes along with it. You know what I'm saying? Me and Zion share some interests. <laughs> but... Basketball being number one, Doc. Are we going to see Zion Williamson give it to old college try this year? I mean, for him to win MVP, he needs to beat out guys like Luka, Jokic, Embiid, Tatum. I, I just don't – I don't see how that's possible. Uh, even if the odds are really good and it would pay off like winning the lottery, I don't know that I could put any money on Zion winning the MVP. I mean – I wouldn't put money that Zion's going to play more than 30 games. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to go all in on MVP. The, the, the most fun and intriguing story coming out of media day to me was uh, the president of the, the Pelicans all fired up because they've got this three headed monster medical staff now that's going to take care of Zion and Brandon Ingram. You know, Brandon Ingram plays like 50 games every year and he, he's just gone. Every single year that guy is hurt. And uh, not only do they have a three-headed monster medical staff, but they've also got an orthopedic surgeon added to that core to give them a four-headed monster. Uh, they're going all in on getting Zion eating right and getting healthy. They did say for the first Why time. Now? Uh, they should have they known to coming into his career that his diet was going to be a problem. And they did say that for the first time in his career, Zion is taking this seriously. Oh, well, there you go. But you know what? They also told us that uh, Anthony Davis was going to play in 82 games last year. <laughs> they told me three years ago that Ben Simmons was going to start shooting three-pointers, yada, yada, yada. It's all just summer talk, and I'll believe it when I see it. Joe, it's like, you know, Doc makes a good point about the, the summertime talk and stuff like that. But he just seems like a genuine, nice young man who is, like, going through some growing pains and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I think his yeah. youth is not, you know, helping him in this situation. But I think his talent prevails. Um, and I just look at somebody. I, I, was, I was seeing his, his stepfather talking earlier this year. And he was talking about, like, you know, mistakes that young men make and stuff like that and how we can't throw our children away. You know what I'm saying? And. Nobody talks about this, but somebody on NBA Insider told me this. Teresa Weatherspoon not being around his team no more is uh, has been a bigger problem than one may think. She was really a person that Zion trusted. Uh, what What is your thoughts on, on Z coming into the season? I mean, I honestly like him because I feel like he's burned so many people in fantasy that, like, his price is just baked in now. Like, his ADP, this is from a couple weeks ago, it was, like, around 57 Wow. Like you're telling me at 57, you could get a player that could put up 30 points, 10 rebounds and, and on any given night. I mean, that to me at that price just seems like a no brainer. Uh, this is a player who hit, 
was 88th percentile in isolation plays. He's going to get a ton of those this year. Uh, I like Zion in round five. I, I started seeing him creep up to like round four area, which makes me a little more hesitant, but round five all day. Yeah. Now I get behind, I give him another shot too in round five. You know what I'm saying? You're kind of hoping that it clears up, but Joe, let me stay right here with you. What's up with Brandon Ingram though? Now his thing with USA basketball this year, I'm like, well, what's going on with this guy now? He looked terrible. He looked like he didn't want to be there, right? The usage wasn't there. And here's the thing. He's getting drafted higher this year than where he finished last year without Zion. That doesn't make sense to me. His usage is going to come down. Last year was like a 30%. It'll probably be closer to 26%. This guy does not generate steals and blocks. He's a very low-volume three-point shooter. There are just too many red flags here to take Ingram where he's going. I think it was like round five I seen him go. I was like, there's no chance. There's no chance I'm taking him there. Well, I've got ESPN uh, ADP pulled up, and Zion is 32 there. His ADP is going to be higher there because there's a lot of points. Yeah, in the ESPN. yeah, and then and then you have a lot of those mocks will run, will just run. Yeah. You know what Ingram, I'm saying? If somebody will draft a couple spots, and then the mock will be on auto. And Ingram's 41. For me, both of those are too high because yeah. uh, these guys are always hurt, but – Maybe they won't be this year. Go looking at the Pelicans depth chart though, and looking at the overall team. If Zion stays healthy and Ingram stays healthy and Herb Jones is there playing defense and Jonas Valanciunas. This team can win 50 games. They could Jonas win. Jonas Valanciunas is gonna do his thing. And then you got CJ. You got solid bench guys. Larry Nance Jr., nobody's talking about him. He's kind of a stud. Trey Murphy's gonna be out for a minute, but he's not not that long. And Alvarado, I mean that. This team could win a lot of games if they can if they can keep those guys on the court. I'll throw you a sleeper too. Dyson Daniels. Okay. Six seven point guard, long arms, generates steals and blocks like nobody's business. Uh it reminds me of like a young Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston, uh, that terrible knee injury, but he was a hell of an athlete and he was a guy that really uh, was a major piece of that Golden State Warrior thing. Uh, what is CJ McCullum for fantasy now? And is he is he just a you know I hate to quote Steve Smith, just the guy. I don't really like him this year. Doc, what do you think? I, he, he disappointed me so much last year. The shot wasn't there. Um, he's kind of playing out of position at point guard, too. I, I don't think it suits him. And then he's got Dyson coming for him. So I'm off. Well, he was he was really fun those first couple of years in Portland when nobody really knew about him. You could you could scoop him up late, and he, he would put up good numbers. But it seemed like the more – we learned about him and the more people knew about him, the more overdrafted he was. And he just never, just never really ascended to that next level. And now he's just like Corey said, he's just kind of a guy. I love CJ. I, I think he's, he's, he's a cool dude. Uh, I'm a fan, but, and I'll take him, I'll draft him, but I'm not reaching for him. He's, he's not one of my guys. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm kind of there with you. All right, let's get to the team in this division with the highest win total. The team that's, uh, you know, probably in the best spot to win the division despite some things going on on the roster. But it's the Memphis Grizzlies. They come in with a uh, projected win total of 45 and a half, make one of the best offseason moves by bringing Marcus Smart into the organization. I think that was a very good move. We know what Desmond Bain is. Jaron Jackson has emerged. Steven Adams is, is a guy. Conshard. Uh, Luke Kennard on the team now, Sandy, Xavier Tillman. The roster's loaded. Zaire, if he can get right this year. Derrick Rose is a bench veteran. And then, obviously, 
Doc John Morant is the team's uh, best player, and I don't want to say troubled, but um, you know, I remember when Morant first got into the league, and they were like going to take the, their time with him, and you know, reports, rumors can pretty much say that this happened. He went, and they were sitting him, and 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 he, you know, and he went with Jay Crowder into Tayshawn's office and was like. I got to play. I got to play. I got to be out there. I do not want to be load managed. This is, I only know one way to go. I only know one speed. So if he's not hurt, Doc, he's going to be out there, but he's going to miss 25 games to start the season. Start with Ja and then break the rest of the team down. Well, 25 games is a lot, but yeah. he should be back, what, right, right, right before Christmas, I think. December uh, 19th. Yeah. So it's not that long. And I, I'm – the thing that's weird about Jaws, if you look at like, if you look at some of the rate, rate rating systems like Basketball Monster, RotoWire, whatever, um, he he rates pretty poorly because he's not a great free throw shooter. He doesn't hit a ton of threes. He doesn't doesn't do those things that that check all the boxes. But man, he puts up big counting stats. I think he's a guy that if you can get him like in the sixth round or something and stash him. Uh, he could win a lot of teams' championships this year, especially those 25 games of not doing anything and just resting and practicing. Like He's going to come in ready to go. He could just go off uh, for those last uh, 50 games or whatever it is. So that's very interesting. Uh, I like Marcus Smart because he's going to play when Jaws out. Derrick Rose, surprisingly – despite the fact he's 50 years old and has had 15 knee surgeries, he's going to be relevant as long as Jaws not around. And then uh, this is the year of Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. I think both of those guys super high on both of them. You're going to have to draft them early. If you want them, I, I think JJJ is going early second round, maybe even at the end of the first Bain. Right I seen triple J on the one, two turn recently. Yeah. Yep. And I've done that. And then Bain is right there behind him. And, you know, I don't really care about Conkar. He's, he's, he's qualifies as a fantasy sleeper, though, I think, because he's going to play. But uh, I am all about Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. What we got, Joe? What we think? Yeah, I, I got Jaron Jackson ranked in my the top. Uh, sorry, the back end of my first round. Um that's where he finished last year, and now he's getting drafted lower than that. And it doesn't not doesn't make any sense, right? You take Dylan Brooks's 15 shots out of the equation. You got Jaws suspended for 25 games. Uh, JJJ has looked amazing in the preseason. Had a really good stint with Team USA before the final two games, right? Um, his 9.6 block rate is unfair. Only three players have done that in NBA history. That's Minute Bull, Serge Ibaka, and Hassan Whiteside. He can hit threes like nobody's business. Um, he can just do a little bit of everything. And the Grizzlies are actually putting the ball in his hands at the top of the paint now. So he's going to get a few more assists, kind of like that Bam out of bio direct handoff kind of thing. So everything is pointing up, but it seems like people are hesitant to take him in like round two. I'm like, what are you doing? Like this guy was first round last year in 27 minutes. You know what I mean? So I'm all in on JJJ. I'll have him on every single team. I think the, 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 the injuries, right? have been he, he can be kind of lethargic at times yeah and those 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 fouls those quick two three fouls you know what i'm saying will drive right. you crazy but you know as somebody who watches the team closely i've been very impressed with him and, and on a one two turn i have no problem 
uh, going with Triple J, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. At, at that point right there. Uh, what, what do you think about Desmond Bain? You would Doc? Oh, absolutely. And people don't realize this, but Bain is a way better pick and roll ball handler than people give him credit for, right? He did it last year when John ja missed time. He can get you six or seven assists. And honestly, like there's a little bit of Halliburton to his game. Like I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like he's a very, very smooth playmaker, always under control. Uh, his turnovers are very, very low when he does that too. So I like Bain. You know, he's going to play a ton. Um, I, you know what, I'd even be comfortable taking him in the late second round, but usually you can get him in three pretty comfortably. Like, I think the team, you know what I'm saying? And this is not me being a homer. I think the Marcus Smart edition, Doc, is one of the most slept on editions of this NBA offseason. Like, this, that could be a move that could, if this team can act like adults, that's the move that can get this team to the possibly to the conference finals. Well, and he, who's going to be the dad of that locker room? It's probably going to be Marcus Smart. Derrick Rose has already said. Derrick Rose has said, "I'm not coming here to babysit nobody." And yeah. I think Derrick Rose meant that when he said that. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Smart's going to be the dad in that locker room, and he's going to—he's going to—he uh, should be a really good role model for for Ja, and and he can play defense. He can play offense. Like, it—it it, it is a very important move uh, for Memphis, I think especially with given the suspension it's also i know this is the wrong division that we're not talking about it's also looks like it might be important for peyton pritchard in boston uh as he's kind of yeah. really stepped up in the preseason because marcus smart's not there and Derek white kind of got pushed to the side when Giroux came in and I, i'm intrigued by peyton pritchard too but back to the to the subject at hand i think i think marcus smart's going to be a very solid mid-round um good fantasy guy to have on your roster. All right. And we anybody be missing from the Grizzlies, Joe? Nope. Steven Adams is back though. And that'll be yeah. huge for Jaron. Yeah. Steven Adams is back too. that. Hopefully he can stay healthy and hopefully they listen to him this year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and act like gentlemen <laughs> and not like a bunch of kids when they go out on road trips, you know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. Hopefully they get that together and figure it out this year. So I think it's a pretty good team. All right. I think we got a pretty good team, too. You can catch all our work, sportstopia.io. That is the headquarters website. Uh, hit the like and subscribe button on the YouTube channel. That's where you get all our basketball divisional previews as we get you ready for your upcoming draft. Speaking of drafts, we got our draft show coming up next Monday uh, on October 16th, I believe the date is. So make sure you check in. Tap in for that. And that QR code right there, that takes you to our Contrarian Edge Optimizer when the games get started, you're going to want that because that's how you win money in DFS. What's up, Doc? Hey, that live draft show is going to be at 1 o'clock. There's going to be 12 of us uh, all doing a live draft on Yahoo. You're going to be able to watch the whole thing, see where everybody takes their guys, get commentary on all of it. It's going to be a fun one. Um, Jonas and I have been doing this every year for a while, and it's it's my favorite day of the year. So 1 o'clock Monday, Corey's going to be our host. Can't wait. All right, there you go right there for the, uh, for, for Dr. A. My man, Jonas Landers, Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, Sportstopia.io. Don't forget, we are out. Mm -hmm.